Hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and my guest today is, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Marianne Bray. So first question is the obvious one, but uh, how did you get started? Um, so I sort of have two getting started stories, actually, because I started in voiceover about nine years ago, um, initially, and then sort of restarted like four years ago. Um, so I, uh, I've always been an actor. Um, that's always kind of been my like thing that I wanted to do. Um, and voice acting was something I thought, oh, that might be fun to do. I don't know, maybe. Um, I like anime. That seems cool. Um, and I, uh, I met Chris Ayers at a, uh, an anime convention. He was doing this mock combat for cosplay panel, which is basically just like stage combat. And it was a whole lot of fun. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah, an acting panel. Why not? And then I found out afterwards he was a director. And I went, oh, shit. Oh, um, hi, <laughs> sir. Uh, do you ever need any, like, extras or anything for what you do? Like, I'd gladly help out? question mark and he's like sure send me your demo reel and i'm like what's a demo reel so that was like baby marianne not knowing what i was doing and then like a few years later he ended up calling me in for some bits and walla and a couple of like small named characters and some shows for sentai filmworks um but i wasn't living in houston at the time i was living in austin texas and so wasn't really called in much after those those few times and i kind of sat around going I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, <laughs> until eventually, after going to a con where there were a whole lot of voice actor panels and people were like, hey, you gotta, you gotta move. You gotta live in one of the big like areas for VO. Uh, I went, okay, well, dang, I, I guess... I guess I gotta move. Well, I'm in Austin, so like Houston or Dallas are kind of the obvious choices. Um... And I ended up moving to Dallas, um, a little further away from hurricanes and stuff. And I thought, I'd, you know, it'd be fun to, like, work for Funimation, now Crunchyroll. Um, and, yeah, uh, ended up taking some classes up there and meeting a whole bunch of people. Um, I took a class with Kyle Phillips. Like, that was the first class I took up there. And uh, he, he, at the time, was really big on bringing in new talent. And I was one of the lucky people that he brought in. And so my first Walla that I ever did for, for Funimation was uh, for Ace Attorney. So, yeah. And then it's just kind of progressed from there, you know, meeting new people, auditioning and praying for the best. <laughs> and how was it like coming back to an industry and, and seeing how much it changed? Well, it's, it's interesting because, like, I don't know. It's very different. Because I, you know, I started in, like, 2013 or so, um, and then didn't do anything for, like, five years. Uh, but also, I was working for a different company. Like, I haven't gone back and worked for Sentai again yet. Um, and I know the two companies do things very differently. So, like, for instance, when we record Walla, which is, like, all the background stuff, um, for Sentai, and I, again, I don't know if they've changed or not, it's been almost 10 years now but um for sentai they did everything individually which is a whole lot different than how we do this at like crunchy crunchy roll um wherein it's like four people usually in in the booth at the same time recording so that was hugely different um 
And then just every director, of course, has has different ways of, of doing things and even how they contact you. Like when I went in for Sentai, they called me like I got an actual phone call, which is wild to me. And now it's all like it's an email and every 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 few times, rarely, it'll be a text message. And that's usually for like, hey, we need you for like 15 minutes for something. But most of the time it'll be an email. Um, so I don't know. It's like it's it's different and yet the same in certain ways and again i don't know if i don't know if sentai's uh changed up their ways too maybe they don't call people anymore um but i i don't know not not too different but yeah well, i mean the only thing i've noticed different about sentai is that they don't put out that many english dubs anymore so i don't know they why that don't. is <laughs> i think some of that might be because of the like Sony buyout and stuff. So Funimation has more like, I think income or Crunchyroll, I should say, uh, Crunchymation. We'll go with that. Uh, so they 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 are able to like acquire the rights to more shows. Is my theory. I don't really know, but um, yeah, they're they're and it's overall they're just kind of a a bigger company. So I think that's probably part of the reason why they just have more shows. I mean that was that was part of my decision making process when I was deciding between like. Do I want to pursue, you know, work with Funimation or Sentai again? Like, which area should I move to? I was thinking, well, Funimation's the bigger, more well-known company, so probably that one, you know. I mean, didn't uh, didn't uh, Sentai get bought out by AMC recently? I don't know, like Did what they're. They? I don't know. <laughs> I think so, and I don't know what they're planning to do with it. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think of AMC, and I'm like, oh, are they doing movies? Ah. <laughs> I don't know. Because anime is so profitable now, everyone wants a piece, so I'm it's not yeah. it's not it's not surprising that all these big companies are just coming in being like, Yeah, we're gonna buy out all the all these uh, uh production companies and we you know have them make uh you know, license these shows exclusively to for us on our platform. Right. Well and sometimes the I know the rights get sort of mixed up. Like there there are a couple of shows um, like Pop Team Epic, and I don't know if this is still the case, but like Funimation had the rights to dub it, but Sentai had the distribution rights for it. So like they were the ones able to put out any like merchandise related to it. Um, whereas Funny was just like, okay, well we're dubbing it, and I'm not sure wh why that was the thing or how that happened. Um, but it, sometimes it's weird like that. I mean, it's anime, <laughs> and and the thing yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> the yeah. thing I've noticed about like whenever I talk to someone who works in the anime dubbing industry, it just makes no sense, honestly. Like right. I, I I'm at that point where I'm just like, you know what, just go with the flow, honestly. Exactly. Just <laughs> just as a as a wise childhood friend once said, just because something doesn't make sense, it doesn't mean it has to. I mean, we're at that point where simul dubs are a thing, and now yeah. the content has to to come out faster. And I'm mm -hmm. just wondering, like, because simul dubs are a thing, do you think that the qual the quality of dubs has gone up or down because of it? Um, I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like there are more passionate people working on anime dubs now. So the rush of the simul dub can certainly. I guess you could say could hinder quality, but I feel like that's not necessarily true because again, like the people working on it are people who are passionate about not just like acting and, and all of that, but anime too. Um, like we, we love this stuff. 
Um, there, there aren't that many like actors out there who do anime these days who don't, you know, at least enjoy it somewhat. And we always want to do a good job. You know, it's not just a paycheck. I mean, <laughs> if you're doing it for just a paycheck, that's, that's not, this is not the industry to be in. Um, but I don't know, like it can make it difficult. And, and sometimes I feel like it would be for certain shows, it would be easier if we were to wait until the entire show is finished because there are certain like twists and turns and like character things that like maybe it would be better to know before you get into it and sometimes there's a lot of the times there's source materials and you can look up stuff like that but sometimes there isn't uh and if you're doing like a mystery show or whatever there's like a big character reveal where it's like oh well turns out this character was actually like i don't know a girl the whole time or or whatever and you've cast uh, like a male lead in the role maybe that wasn't the best choice but they didn't know so it's kind of hard to say but i mean i feel like for the most part um like dub quality it feels like it's going up to me for the most part you know i think to me whenever i see someone complaining about like english dubs i i just want to say to them okay go hunt down like some old ova dubs from the 90s yeah. And then come back and tell me if if English dubs are, are better or worse. Well, what's fun uh, is that they are dubbing some older shows now. Like, um, oh, gosh, uh, I think Sound Cadence just put out a show that's, like, I think from the 80s. Um, but the, it's, you know, with a fresh new dub that I don't think it ever had a dub to begin with, which is kind of crazy because then you get the, like, older animation style, but with a newer like dubbing style, like an acting style, because acting in itself has changed. I mean, even even if you, outside of, of, of animated things, uh, if you look at like older film, like black and white films, um, the acting is, is much different than like how things are now. I, I feel like there's a generally been more of a push towards realism, depending on what show it is or movie, if it were, you know? Um, so there's a lot less like kind of, cheesy overacting that you would sometimes get in older dubs um and sometimes that works for the medium like i don't know if it's a cheesy property a cheesy dub works um uh, but like now you don't get that so much now that's why i love um what was it spriggan and bastard the new netflix show that dropped mm -hmm. i love those because they're just such a throwback to to the to those garbage OVAs that I used to watch as a, as, as a teenager. And as a kid, I'm like, yes, this is, this is that, this is what I've been missing. This is what we need more of, you know, forget all that isekai nonsense. Just give me this, give me, <laughs> give me cheesy crap that makes no sense. And, and the actors are just having so much fun with the material. I'm just, I miss this so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we do, depending on the show, like I, and it's one of my favorite just anime in general. I really like working on One Piece, um, even though I haven't played like a character character yet. Um, but like that show is so much fun because it is over the top and you get to be cheesy. Uh, like a lot of a lot of times when we come in for like the background stuff or whatever and you, you do small characters, no name characters, you know, girl 7A or what have you. Um, it's like, OK, we got to be 
grounded and, and realistic. But with One Piece, it's like, oh, okay, so you're coming in today, and the uh, the little bit character you're playing is a uh, sentient uh, piece of strawberry shortcake, and they are being chased by this gigantic woman who is on a hunger rampage, and she's about to eat you. Go. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, here, today you're some murderous flowers. Or, um, I did, actually, completely different show, we got to play um, Vampire Vegetables. That was a fun one. So, you like, it's all over the place, which is just fun. Like, and it's fun to do the serious stuff, too. But, like, getting to be totally ridiculous is, it's a delight. That, that's why, that's why I love doing this. Because it's all, you get to express different parts of you that maybe don't necessarily get to come out in everyday life. Um, and it's fun. It's just fun. And how is it, like, getting used to the dubbing process? Hmm. When I first went in, in 2013, uh, I was so, so nervous, uh, cause I'd, you know, never done anything like that before. I'd only ever done like stage work mostly, um, tiny bit of film in college, but, uh, it, 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 it was very, very like different cause you're not acting with your body. You're just acting with your voice. Um, and so I was quite nervous, um, and sometimes still when I go in, I can be kind of nervous, depending if it's like a new director or a show, like a property that I really like. Um, but I don't know. It's it's different. And I've done I have also done some like non dubbing voiceover work. Uh, and that has a whole different feel to it as well. I mean, the acting is kind of similar in that, you know, you're just acting with your voice. You're just like portraying the character's uh like vocally and you have to like throw in all uh, like this you have to make the scene come alive with just your voice um and you can move around a little bit but if you move around too much you're gonna like bonk into your microphone and nobody wants that um but it's like dubbing is a whole nother challenge because there's timing to be considered like the character only has their mouth open and closed for a certain amount of time. So you have to make sure you match that. And a lot of that kind of comes down to how good your script writers are. Uh, if they can kind of time things out ahead of time, it makes things so much easier. Um, so like the importance of script writing is, is crazy in the dubbing industry and like time coders and stuff too, making sure everything matches up. Um, and our engineers are so amazing because you know, we'll get in there and be like, and they're like, let me fix that for you. There you go. Now it sounds great. And you're like, oh, wow, cool. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's different. It's just like having to match somebody else's performance. And sometimes we don't match. Sometimes they'll go, okay, so this is what they did in the Japanese, but, um, we're going to go in a slightly different direction for whatever reason, maybe for translation's sake, like this doesn't translate super well into English if we do it this way, or like that was a really weird choice they made in the Japanese. So maybe don't that, don't do that. Like, and that's usually with vocalizations for things like, you know, the like, oh, ho, ho, or like, ha, like that kind of thing, which maybe we don't depending on the realism in the show you wouldn't do in english maybe cultural changes for things like that um 
it's just a different feel but i kind of i like i like it because then you you have that that reference to go off of you have the original actors performer to go to take inspiration from quite frankly especially like because sometimes when i'm doing uh i guess what they call prelay work wherein it's you're you're recording something before something has been you have anything to record it to like any sort of art or animation um you don't really have a feel for what you're doing uh the stuff that i've done like when i was first doing it i didn't really didn't really know what to expect um now i've like certain characters i've played long enough that i kind of have the feel for for what they want from that character but like you never really know and i always feel like especially if i don't have a director on hand if i'm doing it totally on my own like okay let me give you a couple of different takes because this could go totally different directions um, whereas with dubbing, it's like the director is pretty much always there uh, to go, ah, no, or mm, speed that up, or uh, okay, um, but like throw a little bit more of like regret into your performance or that kind of thing. I went off on a tangent there, but I, <laughs> hopefully that answers the question. And does it feel weird hearing yourself and stuff? Uh, sometimes I... I have gotten fairly used to the sound of my own voice, but I will say, like, I very rarely just sound like me in things. That's that's the weirdest. If if I'm if I'm watching something and I know I'm in it, um, and I I know I'm doing like a, a character voice for that for whatever, um, it's easier to listen to because I'm like, oh, that's not me. But then if I listen to something and it's literally just like me talking, I'm like, oh, that's that sounds weird. And my brain is going, oh, that's wrong. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like it belongs in anime. That's just a person. Ew. But I don't have that reaction to anybody else. It's just me. Um, but also that doesn't usually happen that often. So, so yes and no. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's not. Uh, the biggest thing that I usually have to deal with is, is getting distracted by my own performance and critiquing myself and not being able to like go oh wait 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 let me actually pay attention to the story because maybe it's a show i like uh and i want to pay attention to the story because i like it but also i'm distracted by oh man i could have said that differently mm, no well it's fine i guess <laughs> that's why a lot of people who i talk to who work on anime dubs say you know what i just watch the sub because then i don't have to think about my performance yeah it, yeah if it's a show that i really like i i very often will watch both uh like like one piece for instance i definitely watch that in the sub and it's i mean we're not nearly well i mean we're catching up but we're not nearly caught up to that yet so i didn't wouldn't want to wait for this the dub to come out anyway but i do watch the dubbed episodes when they drop too it's like a nice way to sort of rewatch and enjoy the series and every now and again i hear myself being like man yeah, that's mostly amusing uh but um but yeah uh, it, it, it depends if it's a show that i'm like well i'm, I'm just gonna watch this because like i know i have friends in it maybe or oh let me watch the episode that i'm in <laughs> That can be really distracting. Like, oh, wow. Well, I can't even enjoy the plot of this because I'm too distracted by the sound of my own voice doing something that I don't like. Or maybe maybe I'm pleasantly surprised. Sometimes I am. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
that's weird like watching an entire se- not even an entire series just like watching one episode one or two episodes that you're in it and then just being like what the hell is going on <laughs> right yeah, yeah sometimes i mean i i am a big fan of escapism so i love like just fiction in general so i pretty much watch almost all of the shows that we put out that we dub um i at least watch like the first episode usually if i'm like Okay, yeah, I'll see if this is any good or what have you. I'll, I'll do the, you know, the three-episode test. Um, does it grab my attention by episode three? Yes? Okay, great. No or, there's some weird shit in this that I don't know that I really want to continue watching? Well, then maybe I'll drop it. Um, so, and it's fun when you end up in one of those shows. But every now and again, it's like, oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> I, I play, like, a bit character in, um, uh, Awashi, which is like a soccer show, and I'm not really big on sports anime in general. I mean, I'm not really big on sports in real life either, so I tend to not watch those. So that one was like, a, okay, well, let me let me find let me find the clips and see like how did how did the scene turn out with everybody like recorded and in it, and going, oh, okay, yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know what's happening, other than the context they gave me when I recorded it, but this is fine. This is fine. You know, <laughs> what are some of your favorite shows? Um, well, One Piece for sure. Uh, I started watching that one when I was in college, uh, and I was trying to get over my the last Harry Potter book came out, and I was sad about it, depression. Um, <laughs> and so I think I've been watching that since two thousand and eight. Uh, so it's been with me for a long time. I love that show. It's so goofy and like wonderful and then strangely like dark at times. It's it's wonderful. It's an adventure. I so <laughs> for those who aren't as familiar with me, um I know a lot of people kind of know me as the chick who likes Lord of the Rings too much because that's very true. And I like to jokingly say that Lord of the Rings is my one true love. But I'm cheating on it with One Piece. Uh shh, don't tell. <laughs> um so yeah, One Piece is the big one. Um, currently, uh, Shadow's House is a really interesting one. It's kind of like spooky mystery and I was really excited to be able to get to be a part of that one too. Um, like older shows that I really love, Bacano is absolutely one of my top favorites. It's the license ran out though, which means you can't really find it anymore by legal means, which really sucks. Uh, because it's a great show and the dub is so good uh i'm so glad i have a copy of it on dvd anytime i meet new people i'm like have you seen bacchano okay we're gonna watch it it's only like 14 episodes it's fine let's binge it and they're like okay all right that's okay um i also really like steinsgate that one's fun i'm a big i'm a sucker for any sort of like time travel or redo the past type shows um, if it's done well, I, I, there have been ones that are not quite as good, but I really like those ones. Um, yeah, those are kind of my, my top ones. Oh, how can I not mention Fruits Basket? That was like, I wasn't into anime a lot until my later teenage years. I mean, I watched like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and card captors and stuff, but like those were Saturday morning cartoons. Those weren't anime. I mean, they they were but i didn't really see them as such um and so i had a friend a couple of friends be like hey i know you're not really into this stuff but like 
Fruits Basket is really good. Here's the manga. Also, here's the anime. The last episode, not so great. But the rest of it, wonderful. Uh, so that one, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, that one's one of my faves. Do I have the entirety of the manga? I also have a couple volumes in French because, uh, why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like, you know what? Let me just watch a, an anime dub in German for no reason. <laughs> hey, it's fun. It's kind of fascinating. Um, it is it is an anime, but like Miraculous Ladybug is really fun to to switch languages to because like so, I'm used to going. All right, so we're gonna listen to the English dub, and then we switch to the Japanese, and then inevitably all of the voices, especially for the women, like female characters, are are a lot higher pitched. Uh, but in Miraculous. Uh, which is a French show initially, um, all of the voices are much lower sounding. And it's just interesting to me, like, how different parts of the world, like, how language even sounds different. And it's fun with certain characters. And, of course, they have a lot of anime voice actors dubbing Miraculous, and I think they're more inclined to pitch the characters up higher because that's what they do for anime. Um, So that might make it make the the difference a little bit more jarring but I, it's fun it's fun um and if you're trying to like learn a language a little bit it, you can you know w- watch the other dub of it and go huh well okay i picked out like five of the words in that whole episode <laughs> no uh the german dub for spy family is amazing like it, oh it's legitimate legitimately good <laughs> i want to hear german anya <laughs> no, it's that sounds great. It, it's legitimately good. I was shocked at how good it was. I'm like, you know what? I actually like this more than the Japanese. <laughs> like, oh, holy funny. crap! <laughs> that's really funny. Which is insane because I remember watching because Spy Family, you know, has a really good dub. But my yeah. problem with it is that it's set in a European country, but everyone has American accents, and I kind of don't like yeah. that. It kind of bothers me a little bit <laughs> i mean it's sort of uh, yeah i i i feel that there there are a couple of shows where like because i'm a big fan of accents and dialects and i i love doing them um so if i see a show i'm like oh this is set in england cool we're gonna watch ancient Magus bride and you listen to it and it's like hey yeah we're from england i am scottish and i'm like oh no I'm disappointed. <laughs> Why? You had the opportunity. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love Bacano is that it's set in 1930s New York, um, mostly. And like the characters, a lot of them have that sort of that New York, New Yorker dialect. And then you have a couple of like, there's an English character, there's a French character. Um, and it, it, it's fun. And, or or another, another fun show, <laughs> though a bit on the darker side, um, Helsing or, or Helsing Ultimate. The dub for that is amazing. Because it's set in England, and so, except for, like, Alucard, the vampire, who, yeah, whatever, he's a he's a vamp, it's fine, it's fine. Everybody has, like, an appropriate dialect. Though, though there is the one character, Father Anderson, who probably should have been Irish, and he's Scottish in the dub, but it's fine! But still, like, that's fun to listen to, and it is always kind of disappointing when you have the potential to have di- dialects or accents in a show, and then you don't um but i mean some of that comes with the fact that we're dubbing these in america and maybe they're not confident that they have the right actors 
to do those dialects because uh, you don't want to you don't want to make a mockery of it unintentionally because inevitably there there's going to be shows that you you watch that the character has they're using a different dialect than they're used to and you can hear it sometimes um i mean that's probably more of a nitpicky thing because i it, not everybody can pick up on the like the dialect things i remember watching umbrella academy and um i forget the character's name but the the big dude who's like sort of part monkey um that actor is english and it's fun watching that show and going yeah lol you're a brit like you're trying to be american but yeah, it doesn't always like the accent slips through sometimes and i always think it's really funny um not in a bad way just in a like hee hee lol kind of you know silliness um but yeah no, i wish we would do more more dialects in shows spy family being a show that's sort of it is vaguely european but because we don't know where um i can see why they wouldn't have even it probably they wouldn't have even occurred to them to do that like and i mean they could have been english i suppose which would have been the easy option except again do we have enough actors who can do a solid english accent and not like have their dialects switch around between different regions um <laughs> for it to like make sense because that adds another complication onto things um one of the uh, an interesting thing that i found because i yeah obviously i like doing i like doing accents i like doing different weird little voices combining the two can be quite different so like it's one thing to sound like do a little kid voice um and it's one thing to be english but it's another thing all entirely to try to like combine the two and like the only reason i can sort of do that is because i have specifically practiced doing that but like every now and again we'll get an audition come through and it's like okay well this is a very young scottish child and i'm like oh man i can do young pretty well and i know i can do a, a decent scottish accent and then i try to combine them and i'm like oh mm, that's hard <laughs> That's difficult. So I, I get why they don't, I, even though I wish they would more. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want like the entire cast to sound like, you know, doing British accents, but like just just give me one or two people doing British accents and I'll just be like, OK, fine. You know, but but they don't even do that. It's just like everyone just sounds like American and I'm like, OK, that's fine. But well, again, <laughs> it would depend. I feel like for that it's kind of an all or nothing if it makes sense for the characters to have a, an accent then sure give them one but like to sort of pick kind of randomly for certain characters to have dialects seems kind of mm, i don't know it, 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 you, you gotta have like a there has to be a purpose to it um so because you know every now and again there will be a show where like one character has an english accent for you know reasons or what have you or you you'll the, the common like oh this character is is uh from osaka and so we're gonna make them sound southern because that's sort of the best kind of equivalent uh in america that we kind of have to that and that that can work um but you know like i think back to again ancient magus bride it makes sense to me for the fairy creatures to maybe not be English because they're fairies. They're magical. They can sound however they want to. And the main girl uh, doesn't need to be English because she's from Japan. Um, but, like, the townspeople that they meet, the characters who are quite clearly from England or Scotland or Ireland, I'm like, why not? Why not give them accents? 
it's weird. Spy Family, at least, it's like, it's be it's not a real place. It's vaguely Europe is like, okay, well, it would have been fun if they did this, but how do you choose? How do you choose what dialect for people to have? Uh, so, I, yeah. It's no, hard. They, they could have done that because, like, the whole conflict is, like, the North and, and, and the South, you know, and I'm like, okay, you could have just done that. You could have just said, okay, this person's from this this part of the world, so they speak with a slightly different dialect, and the other side speaks with a slightly different dialect, but no, they didn't even do that. It's like... Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, like... but, that, but take in mind that was also like a simuldub show, and they were trying to do that as a quicker turnaround because it was a really popular series. Um, and so they didn't necessarily have time to make sure that they put in the appropriate effort to make that happen. Um, like if it were a show that they were dubbing all at once, um, you know, dubbing the 12 episodes at a time, then you could kind of maybe have more time with it. But when you have a deadline where it's like, okay, well, this episode just came out in Japan and we have two weeks to turn this around and put it out in English. Um, and that doesn't include, never mind, like recording time is a whole thing, but like you have to, you know, it translate it and then uh adapt it to a script that makes sense in english and fits the lip flaps and all of that and then like the time coders have to do their thing and make sure everything is timed up correctly and then uh you have to do the actual dubbing process and make sure everything fits and not spend too long with every actor because you have a deadline so and again it's finding actors who can do those dialects um I, like i'm pretty sure some of like i know like alex organ who played uh lloyd i'm sure he can do an English accent. But, like, if not all of the cast is confident in that, um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it, I think it comes down to a, is it worth it for this? Maybe not. Uh, do we want to get this out in a timely manner, or do we want to, like, and that, I guess, goes back to your, your question of, like, do simuldubs lower the quality of dubbing? Um, I guess for very specific things like that, you could say yes. But, um, it's also just how that director kind of interprets the show and, and how, what direction they want to go, you know? I guess, so, but it's just, it's, it's complicated. Just... <laughs> I get it. I get it. I do, but it's complicated. Yeah, There's I know. so much that goes into it. And, and another thing that just occurred to me is that if you're dubbing a show like uh, my hero <laughs> that has like thousands of characters and sometimes those characters come back for an arc. You have to be like, oh, we have to remember who did that voice because we got to get them back for this. Yeah, and they have to. One Piece is the worst for that because it's over a thousand episodes. And every now and again, you'll have, you'll, you'll call up a character. Like, I, I, and they, you know, it's such a big show that they often, like, there are several actors who are double cast. Um, there was one episode that I thought was so funny, like the main villain in Chopper's arc back on episode probably like 100-ish maybe. Um, that character who you thought, oh, well, he's, we're, not, we're never going to see him again. That actor was, was cast as a couple of other characters, uh, one of whom was a big part of the like – or a decent part of the, the Dress Rosa act uh, with like Doflamingo and all of that. He was one of the Coliseum fighters. Um, and he, he came there and then, but they, then they had an arc after that one ended, wherein there is a big meeting of all of the like Kings of the world. And this guy, obviously he's, he's a King Isabello, his character from Dressrosa is going to be in that arc because he's a King. But then the other character 
back from episode 100 when we're dubbing episode 800 or whatever um that character comes back because it turns out while he was off screen he like found another uh land to take over and become the king of so he's also invited to this this like reverie of kings and queens uh and so you, there's a scene where like one of them like it's kind of we're, we get a flashback to this dude and it's like oh wait, what's been happening to him oh okay okay uh cool and then it immediately cuts to his newer character and it's the same voice actor and i never would have realized it was the same voice actor except that they showed up back to back and there's no way you could plan for that there's no way and it is so funny when that happens and sometimes you can't get the actors back um if it's a show like that that's been going on for you know i guess they've been they've been dubbing that one since what like 2006 i think uh with funimation so like if it's been 15 years you might those actors might not be working or there could be reasons i mean there have been characters in in the dub and in and in the original japanese there have been actors who have died uh they they passed away um and so they had to recast them uh and that sucks but like there's nothing else for it you you get you got to do what you got to do um but I'm sure it's probably really fun for people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm not really doing acting anymore or dubbing or whatever. Maybe they've moved on. Maybe they're like, I'm going to be a family man now. And they're like, hey, um, so like, you know that show that you recorded for 15 years ago? Turns out your character's back. Uh, He has five lines. Can you come in and do that? <laughs> like... That's, I mean, they keep extensive lists, I'm sure, of all of the actors playing. And it's, with One Piece, sometimes the characters who come back are, like, bit characters. Like, this uh, uh, specific nameless little child from this arc comes back, like, 200 episodes later. Because, oh, we're checking up on these little children that we saved from the Poison Island. Like, okay, cool. Uh, hey, so, uh, child... Uh, 634C, we need you back. You know, and it's not even named character, but like, okay. You know? And sometimes, sometimes that'll happen, and then the character will get a name later on. But it's so weird. You never know. Uh, I, every now and again, we'll be in a show like that where, like, you, you don't know if the character's gonna come back or not, and so they'll be like, okay, so we're doing kind of a, like a walla roulette, where... Okay, we're going to record all the background stuff, and then everyone gets little bits, and none of these characters have names now, but we also know that this is the type of show where technically it's, <laughs> these are usually the ones based on like a mobile gotcha game or something. All of the characters in here technically have names. So, and maybe they'll show up and be important to the plot, or maybe they won't. You never know. Uh, so, it's wild. It's wild. Most of the time, that's not the case. But for a super long show, or a show where everybody technically has a name, um, you never know. Well, like, um, I did, oh, what is it? Girls Frontline. And that's one of those games. It's all of, all of the, uh, all of the characters are pretty much cute girls who are also guns because anime. Um, and I played a character in that, and she showed up in one episode. And she showed up in other episodes. She didn't say anything. And I'm like, oh, well darn but like some of the other characters showed up and had a one-line thing and then they come back a few episodes later and they have a whole huge thing of dialogue and they don't know that when they're casting like sometimes you do again sometimes if you have the 
the, the medium in advance, like the manga or whatever, but a show like that, that's based on a mobile game, you don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. So it's fun. It's a wall of roulette, as they say. Uh, it's fun. Just throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes people make kind of big breaks out of stuff like that. Um, like, I mean, I think about, like, uh, Karen, um, wow, my brain, uh, as soon as I need to know somebody's name, I, I immediately forget it. She plays Momonosuke in One Piece, um, who's, like, the little Shogun of Wano boy. Um, and when he first appeared, he didn't seem like he was going to be that important a character. Uh, and now he's, like, if you if you read the manga or you're watching the anime right now, current with, like, Japan, he's a huge major important character so like she got this little boy who they they didn't know like uh he's just a random kid i guess like little samurai boy that's cool and then it turns out actually he's one of the like huge big important characters of the show especially in this future arc and you never know you never know with that and i love it i love it i love it i mean that's that's the thing with uh with mangas that go on forever it's just you mm-hmm. never know which character is going to come back <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I mean, sometimes I think about because, like, uh, recently in in One Piece, I played a little girl who does not have a name. She's one of the like the orphans in in Big Mom's flashback, the like big enemy of this arc. Um, you see, you have a flashback to when she's a kid and she has all these little orphan buddies that she definitely doesn't accidentally eat. What? But we don't see what happens to any of them. The theory is that they're all dead, but like, who knows? It's possible that one or two of them could have escaped. And you, they might, like, appear later on and show up and be an adult. And you're like, you would not, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Like, there's, there's no way of knowing. Um, and it's, you know, orphan girl, um, like, 843C. Like, maybe she's going to show up again. Probably not. But you never know. And I just, that's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. And out of all the characters you've played, which one would you say was the toughest? The toughest? Um, hmm. <sighs> That's hard. I'd say probably Pepper from No Guns Life. Um, and the reason for that is just because she was the first, like, named character I got at Funimation. Um, and that was a character who showed up very, like, sort of briefly in an episode and had a couple of lines and then suddenly she was like a much more important character in like the second half of the show um and i really like it was the first time i had gotten a chance to really like dive deep into a specific character because normally it's like i do like bits or small characters they're kind of one-off or maybe you know a couple episodes but you don't really like get their backstory or um, you know understand them so I feel like I grew a lot with that character and because it was sort of earlier on in in my career I like if I go back and listen to the first few episodes I recorded as her I'm like oh I could have definitely done that better but I'm really proud of my work like throughout and then the last like the last episode of that show is all about that character it's all about Pepper and some other stuff, but like it focuses a lot on her and man, it was fun, but boy, like I, I learned so much just doing that, just doing her, just like, again, getting to like dive deep into one character in particular. And I, 
I'm really looking forward to like when I get to do that again because I've I've played characters since, of course, but um, they tend to be more of the like one off or only a couple of episodes, and, and you maybe you have fun with the episodes that you you get to be for them, but like I look forward to the time I get another character like that that is a little bit more meaty. Like I get to kind of <laughs> chew on her a little bit, like dive deep into like what makes this character tick um and you can you can you do that with smaller characters but like there's only there's only so much it makes sense to throw yourself into a character if they don't do anything of major consequence maybe um like my aoyashi girl i've maybe had 10 lines with her and i'm super happy to play her but like she just does fangirl stuff and that's great but I don't need to necessarily come up with a deep backstory where it's like, oh, well, she's actually, like, an only child and her dad was abusive. But then, like, her parents got divorced, so she's living with her mom and she's much happier now. But she always carries that pain and that's why she's a big fan. Like, no, no, that there's no reason to do any sort of character, like, stuff like that for a character who shows up for a few episodes and goes, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, you can, but it's not necessary uh <laughs> now if that character comes back and suddenly we do find out their tragic backstory that may or may not exist like okay great at that point yes but like i don't know so like yeah it was yeah i just i grew a lot i grew a lot with pepper um and it was the first time i felt like i was really given a chance to kind of as I said sink my teeth into a role and and show what i can like do like really do so I mean, it was definitely fun, but also not not super easy uh, the entire time, you know. I mean, I tried watching that show, but honestly, that it was just <laughs> no one watched that show. It's okay. No, I it's I tried. Okay. I, I, I look, no, no, real talk. I tried watching that show, but it was so boring that I just like gave up on it. I'm like, this is no. this is too dull for me. <laughs> I mean, it's a very very special interest show it's cyberpunk film noir and if you don't really get the whole like i mean you have to be into sort of you have to understand the like the film noir like smoking gun you know solving the mystery of these people like it's a whole genre and if that's not your thing which it's not most people's thing then i get it i'm like that that's a character that i'm like yeah my first like big role nobody watched this show it's fine it's fine but it was still like it it still means a lot to me because of that because because i remember seeing a picture of the main character like years ago and being excited that the that the manga finally got picked up for an anime and it was bit made by madhouse one of my favorite Mm -hmm. um one of my favorite studios and i just watched the first couple episodes and i'm like this is just dull (laughs) this is boring episode seven when pepper shows up Or just watch the very last episode and be like, I don't know what's going on, but this pink-haired chick is pretty crazy. (laughs) Fun, I guess, but what? (laughs) And it's really a dumb concept where it's like, oh, man, I can't. We have these people who have, like, guns for heads and can transform into, like, robots, and it's so dumb. (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of anime out there that are really dumb and they're fun still they're fun are they good maybe not but do we love them anyway yes do some people hate them because they're bad yeah sure um you know like okay 
here's a show I despised because I thought it was awful. King's Game. I hate that show. It's terrible. I watched it. The payout was non-existent. It made me so mad. But I'm sure that's somebody's favorite show. Every show is somebody's favorite show. And you have to pay that in mind. And that's, I mean, that's kind of a thing when it comes to, like, how you take, as an actor, how you take, like, roles seriously. Maybe you're recording a dumb show and you're like, well, this show's pretty bad or whatever. But, like, it's going to be somebody's favorite. And so you have to treat it with that respect. Um, There's a show that um, was being dubbed when I was doing work for Sentai that um, some friends were in, my ex-husband was in, um, called Shining Hearts, The Bread of Happiness. And boy, is that show dumb. There is no plot. That The, the plot to that show is, oh my God, we baked bread and this person liked it. <laughs> that's the plot, basically. Um, it's bad. And it's another one that's based on a mobile game. It's basically just an ad for the mobile game. Play the game. Cool. The show, not so great. Beautiful. It was really, like, the art was gorgeous, but there was no plot. And I'm like, this show is really stupid. But then I've seen people, like, I, I, I like, I met a person at a con who was like, oh, my God, this show, I love this show. It's so great. And I'm like, there they are, the, the one person who loves that show. And you got to respect that. So, like, I'm sure there are some people out there who are like, oh, hell yeah, no guns life, super freaking awesome. And then there are going to be plenty of people like you who are like, I, yeah, I didn't get it. But you never know what's going to resonate with people. Um, you know, I, I mean, there, and there have been other shows that I've seen that I'm like, wow, I feel like no one watched this, but I, I love it. Um, and, and you just, you never, you never know. You never know with things. No, I look, I, I, I talk like I have like really good taste, but I have like really garbage <laughs> taste when it comes to anime. Look, I, I'm the guy who defended Ninja Slayer, okay? I, I will defend Ninja hey, that Slayer. that show is fun. I, I, I will defend that show. I don't care what anyone says. That show is amazing. <laughs> that show is fun. It's dumb as shit, but it's fun. Like, and you can, en- again, you can enjoy stuff for that. Like, and that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. I mean, you know, and that all kind of boils down to like, hey, Everybody has different tastes, and I think that's awesome. Because if everyone had the same taste, boy, would the world be boring. Boy, would the world be boring. No one would make anything new. It would just be the same thing over and over again. And sometimes you find things made by somebody that you're like, oh, I never would have thought about this. I'm not sure if I like love or hate this, but it's definitely different and interesting. And that's cool, you know? And maybe it's not your thing. Sure. Several times it's not going to be your thing. But like you never know. I don't know. It's fun. I like it. I love and I love how like vastly different different shows are. Like you know, talking about anime, anime that I enjoy. Uh, okay, I love Helsing Ultimate. Right, wild, over the top, incredibly violent. Um, I also love Azumanga Dao. Uh, cute, total slice of life. Very silly. Like vastly different. Um, and I'm sure like maybe the fan bases for both of those don't overlap that much. But I, it's. It's fun that there's so many, like, anime is not just a genre. It's not a genre. It's a medium. And it's so cool that there's so much different stuff out there. Yeah. It's fun to work on, too, because it's like, okay, well, we're not just doing another isekai. Uh, we're not just doing another harem show that is also probably an isekai. Like, you know, we get to do fun stuff, like Shadow's House, where it's like, ooh, weird, creepy shadow people. This is interesting. Or, like, one piece where it's like wow <laughs> pirates and sentient cake things and uh all these weird dudes dressed as babies like all right 
amazing whatever oh this is a show where everyone's a gun okay uh this is a show where the dude has a gun for a head what you know like that, that, it makes it fun i think so. anime is the only medium that still has variety in it that that japan still sees creativity and gives people creativity i love the fact that no idea is too stupid to not make into an anime and that's yeah and that's what i love about it it's like and sometimes you'll see a show and be like that looks really stupid i want to watch it because uh, how dumb is this and you're like wow that is pretty dumb but i enjoyed it because it was dumb like uh, i love that and every now and again it's like oh you're making a a show about this okay have fun with that i'm not gonna watch it but i'm glad that some people will like it like it's it nothing's too crazy for anime no i i mean look i know everyone has their tastes but i don't trust anybody who says like domestic girlfriend is my favorite show i'm like nope (laughs) well that uh that shows of of that ilk tend to uh draw a certain type of person uh and if that's your favorite show good good for you (laughs) will we be best buds probably not Uh, but i'm glad you find enjoyment in that garbage trash show (laughs) (laughs) somebody's gotta like it yeah no I, i i feel that i mean i can be judgmental about shows like I, I I like a variety of things, but there'll be certain shows where I'm like, oh gosh, you like fairy tale? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but a lot of people do, and I can't alienate people who like it. Just because I didn't like enjoy it as much as I thought I would doesn't mean that other people don't. You know, everyone's got different tastes. Uh, I mean, I, I I I again, I'm someone who doesn't really keep up with a lot of like really long shows. I mean, if I I usually just like watch maybe a couple episodes like to, for me it's like a show has to be really engaging to keep me watching because you know i'm not gonna waste like I, i'm not that guy i'm not gonna be like well it gets better after like x amount of episodes no i just want to like i want a consistent story i want like a good story from beginning to end i don't just want to be like well you have to skip to episode 25 when the show becomes good i'm like well what's the point then uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that 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 happens for sure. Uh, I mean, and it's why, like, okay, yes, One Piece is probably my favorite anime, but I also, if people are like, I don't know, that's really long, I'm not going to be like, power through it anyway. Now, if there's somebody who's like, oh, man, I super love Naruto, but One Piece is really long, I'm like, oh, man, okay, dude, just watch it. Like, if you like this, you're going to, yeah, man, okay, but... I'm not going to force people to watch that show because I understand. I get it. I get it, man. It's over a thousand episodes. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. Uh, and yet, unless they do, I have a friend who got into One Piece last year and she caught up to, at that point, I think it, it probably, it was not, it was like 980 episodes or something. She got up to that show in two and a half months. And I'm like, How? Because it took me three months to catch up back when there were only like 450 episodes. How are you watching 20 plus episodes of a show tonight? I love binge watching, but that's so much. So, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I do. How is that that's person not dead? <laughs> uh, 
she has insane willpower, I suppose. She, I know she also would like do other things. Like she, she specifically watched the dub for as much of it as she could because she wanted to like, you know, maybe clean her house while she was doing it, or or whatever. I'm like, man, cause that man, I'll yeah, I'll binge, I'll binge watch stuff, and I I watched 20 episodes of One Piece in a day. I've done that. Um, especially when I was in college and uh, putting off studying and various things, reports that were supposed to be due. Whoops. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely did that. But I don't know that mm, that's a lot. Every day, I would usually do that a few days a week. And then other days I'd be like, I'm just going to watch 10 episodes tonight. That's not so bad. That's like three or four hours. Okay, that's fine. That's like watching a long movie uh, or maybe two movies, depending. Lord of the Rings, it's one movie. It's fine. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. She's wonderful, crazy in the best of ways. I, I think you can watch One Piece if you're going at it. You know, if you're making a list about which, which episodes contain which arc, then yeah. that becomes easier. But if you're going to watch the whole thing in one sitting, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, well, and they have done... They have done stuff where they've made like um, a couple of uh, like sort of pseudo OVA movie type things. And they're they they're called like episode of Nami episode of Mary or whatever, where it like focuses on one particular character and it kind of truncates their story to a much more manageable like way to watch it. But they only have that for like pre time skip stuff. And it's man there's another like 500 episodes since the time skip happened so like you can kind of get caught up to like half of it much faster than actually watching all of the episodes but you will miss stuff when you do that because of course there are going to be character moments that they can't leave in like they did an episode of Alabasta they did like a, a movie movie of that arc and it's good but there's so much that they left out that like you can't really you miss things like oh well this 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 thing that this one character did is actually really important because of this thing that was not in the movie. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it feels very much like, oh, you're going to watch Lord of the Rings theatrical edition. Well, but the extended edition has all these deleted scenes that make this so much more clear. Like, you're never going to understand Faramir if you don't see the scene with him and Denethor and Boromir in the Citadel. Like, you got to... <laughs> don't get me started. Um... <laughs> So there are ways to catch up fast, but also I'm like, man, it's such a good show, but I also get it when people are like, I don't have the willpower to keep watching something that, that is that long. I'm like, yeah, that's, I get it. That, that, I understand. I do. Believe me. I think Lord of the Rings is one of the few rare exceptions where the extended version is the preferred way to watch it, because if you're going to watch the theatrical version, so much stuff got cut out that I'm just like why <laughs> you know yeah. the movie is much better when you have the, all the all the stuff that they cut out <laughs> i actually have been uh because where i live there's there are a couple of theaters in town that are showing um the theatrical versions and i've been watching them with some friends i haven't seen the theatrical versions in 20 years oh when they first came out and i saw those in theaters like because i've had the extended editions uh, and i've only ever watched those since so it's it's been really interesting going and watching that and going, oh, wow, okay, wow. There is so much more in the extended edition. There's, there's so much more context here. 
even like stupid stuff like oh the lembus bread that they talk about in two towers that that scene was totally cut from fellowship of the ring so like uh, if you haven't read the books you might be like what is that okay cool i guess they've got a lot of whatever lembus bread is that's neat uh or like characters like the <laughs> faramir come across as kind of a jerk if you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing and if you read the books you're like but he didn't do this in the books <laughs> And of um, course, let's just cut out a really important character like the Moth of Sauron. We don't need him, right? <laughs> nah, we don't need him and his weird teeth. He's so much fun, though. He did Gandalf. He did. Oh, man, I love that character. He's one of my favorite characters, and it kind of annoys me that he's just, like, not in the theatrical uh, version. I'm just like, why would you cut that scene out? That's important. Or, or even more important than him, arguably... In the theatrical version of Lord of the Rings, you never see what happens to Saruman. He just kind of disappears in two towers, and then, like, we never see him again. Like, the Ents trash Isengard, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to go back to my tower. And then he doesn't show up again. And it's like his death scene, which should have probably just been at the end of two towers, is cut from Return of the King at the beginning. And it, without that context, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to the, that dude? Oh, I guess it's not important. <laughs> but it is kind of like he's one of the main villains and you just kind of throw him away poor christopher lee man like come on that sucks and it's like, such an iconic scene as well like seeing his staff get shattered it's just oh so yeah so satisfying seeing him die because he's such a jackass <laughs> right you get stabbed in the back and there's all this trivia and fun stuff where they were like okay you gotta gasp and christopher lee was like no actually i've been around when men have been stabbed in the lungs and they can't gasp because there is no air this is what it sounds like when a man is stabbed and they're like oh okay okay you do you <laughs> i love that shit i love it so much i will talk about lord of the rings forever if you let me don't, don't let me um no, it's good. It's good to to be passionate about something because I, man, I just I just miss seeing people be passionate about stuff instead of just mm. like complaining about the stuff you supposedly like. Because that's just, this is what the world we live in now, where everybody's yeah. complaining about everything because everyone wants to be miserable. Well, yeah, sometimes I don't like being upset i mean i'll don't get me wrong i'll go on rants about stuff if i'm <laughs> like i have i have certain rants about certain things rants about lord of the rings where things are changed and i didn't really like it maybe uh aragorn did not need to fall off a cliff in two towers that was random and not necessary whatever um or or stuff like you know like i used to really like fairy tale when i first started watching that show and then i feel like it kind of went downhill and there are a bunch of reasons and i could go on a rant for that but like it's also more fun to talk about positive things, fun things, but people are people. And there's, I mean, people have been cooped up in their, their houses and apartments and stuff for the past, like, three years. So that's kind of, that hasn't helped. Like, you know, or stewing in your own thoughts and thinking about all of the negative things. And it's like, okay, well... That's why I like escapism. Oh, uh, I'm sad about something. Time to watch a new show and forget about my troubles and then stew on the new show. That's great. 
and then you're like, hey, this show is, is a lot of fun. Let me see if there's anyone who wants to discuss it. Oh, everyone's complaining. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I like Game of Thrones. And I, I'm like one of the few people who was like, yeah, I saw the end coming. Do I think they could have done a better job of fleshing out the story? Yes, absolutely. But was I surprised at the shocking twist? No. But, uh, you know... <laughs> Or, I mean, and sometimes you get, like, just toxic fandoms where you're like, man, I really love this thing. I'm going to go and see what the fandom's like. And they're all just tearing each other apart. And you're like, oh, never mind. I'll close the door on that. I'll just enjoy this on my own. <sighs> Let's not. Uh, but then conversely, if you go to things like anime conventions or, or like, comic cons and stuff, man, that's, like, a big festival of of everybody's joy about the things that they love because very few people go to those things and they're like i'm gonna dress up as a thing that i hate so that i can complain about it the whole time no people dress up as the things that they love and then you see somebody dressed up as something that you love and you go oh my god i love that character or i love that show or i love that movie i love that video game like that's so cool i love that comic like and then you it yeah it's like immediate friends and like connections with people that you would never have met in any other way i you know the internet is a cesspool sometimes you find good things on it it's hard right now with the panini uh and i mean people are kind of pretending like that doesn't exist and going out and doing stuff and i mean admittedly i've gone out and i've done stuff i did just say i've been watching lord of the rings in theater do i wear a mask yeah if i'm not eating okay but it's it's hard it's hard and everything has just gone a little wackadoodle with the world and people aren't used to it but i don't know i don't know i think things would be better if people focus more on positives in life than negatives but that's that can be hard and i get it i get it i i just it's just it just sucks that you know you want to find someone who shares the same interests as you and just be like, you know, I want to form friendships, but then you're like, Hey, you know, let's just go on this random discord server. And then it's just ah. toxic bullshit. And it's, and it's I like have a love hate relationship <laughs> with discord on the one hand, like, yeah, you can meet some cool people. Like I'm, I'm in a no guns life discord and it's fun. Um, not that we post a lot because there's not really like the manga's done now. And, uh, there's no more anime they're probably not gonna make a proper second season of that but like that's fine it's whatever and that's that's fun but then like there are a whole bunch of other discords where just like chaos out is breaking out and it's i'm so used to other social medias like facebook and twitter and stuff where it's a little bit more sort of organized discord feels like the wildlands to me and some of this is just like me showing my age, haha. Because uh, I'm like, I don't get these new programs that the kids use. What's a Snapchat? Like, TikTok? No. Um, like, I. But the Discord is. Uh, there are a few channels that I'm on that I'm fine. Uh, there's also the fact that, like, you join a new channel and your phone blows up with a billion notifications every time. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to mute this, this whole thing, because I hate it. And then I'm I'm one of those obsessive people where if I see any notifications on something, I have to, like, clear them out. 
I can't have 50 notifications on my phone. I have to look at them all. I have to clear them. No. And so Discord, it'll be like, hey, this person started streaming. And I'm like, cool. I don't care. Why did you send me a notification? Now I have to click on it and check it and make it go away. Yes. Yeah, that's why whenever I join a, a Discord server, I just, the, the first thing I do is just like mute all notifications. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, mute everything except for ads, except then they're like, at everyone. And I'm like, no, why would you do this thing? There are a few that I want to leave, but I'm like, oh, but what if they post something important? Dang it. Well, okay. I wish there was a way to be like, I don't want notifications at all. Don't notify me this one group or maybe this one channel in this one group. And there might be ways to do that. And I'm just, I have not figured it out yet because again, I'm old. Not really, but uh, <laughs> technology. Um, I lived through and remember Y2K. Uh, we didn't understand how the internet worked then, and we sure don't now. I think my main issue with Discord is I feel like it's the impossible. Discord in it? Uh... No, it's. I feel like it's impossible to have a conversation with with someone on there because if it's like a really popular uh, server and everyone's posting, you know, you're going to get lost in, in all the chaos. And if you're going to message someone, it's just like, okay. Oh yeah. It's super chaotic. <laughs> it's, it's basically totally unmanageable. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's not, it's not organized in the slightest. And that, that is, that's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, cause like, even with something like Twitter, which again is its own cesspool, um, there's there are replies to replies, and you can kind of go through that. And sometimes that goes a little wackadoodle, but like also, it's still more organized than Discord, where it's just a it's just a forum, um, and that works for some people. All, the other issue that I will sometimes get into is like joining a forum, and then you don't necessarily realize like oh, wow, there are, like, actual children in here. I guess I have to, like, alter my language and the stuff that I talk about because, ah, uh, there's a person in here who is, like, 14 and going, I'm almost an adult, and I'm like, you sure aren't. You sure aren't. But I'm glad you think that. <laughs> okay. And, and, and trying not to, like, get too much into the, like, well, when I was your age, and, like, I don't want to scold these kids, these children these children now i got someone complaining to me and i looked at their bio and they were like 24 years old i'm like you're and i, w I really wanted to say to them like you're 24 years old and you're defending someone you don't even know on the internet okay a wizard <laughs> should know better i mean a, yes an adult should know better yeah like there is some of that too where you're like wow you're really immature but that's any platform that's any platform. And to be fair, there are 12 year olds on Twitter too. And I'm like, why though? I thought this was too old person y for, for you. Okay. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> no. Look, I, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll like not safe for work stuff on, on my Twitter. So if you. I sure you know. don't. <laughs> so I see things that I'm like, I'm about to like it. And I'm like, no, wait, somebody might see that. Uh oh. <laughs> like, no. I, I need to make an alt account just so I can, like, like Kachiko stuff. 
like i'm at that point where i don't care anymore i'm just like look i'm just gonna like this and i don't care if you if you stumble upon that notification i don't i don't care i mean yeah (laughs) i I tend to mostly like memes and stuff and then well the things that i wonder if will sometimes get me in trouble are like i tend to stay out of political conversations on twitter because i don't particularly like stirring the pot i will certainly observe um but I will sometimes, I will like things. I'll be like, hmm, lol. Like, this person got what's coming to them. Ha. And I'll like that post. Uh, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, man, screw this guy. Because um, uh, I'm like, I don't need their crazy fans to come after me or any tirades. Every now and again, I will say something. And then I regret it every time. No, I, I vague posted one time where it's like, you know, I'm kind of glad that 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 a character is no longer being voiced by a piece of shit. And so <laughs> yeah, I'm like, exactly you know, you don't know who all. you don't know who's who I'm gonna, well, who I'm talking about. So you know, I can't that, say. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I accept that probably I do. <laughs> is that the same person I was maybe talking about? Yeah, no, maybe yes. <laughs> no. I remember one tweet where someone posted about you know something, and, and the first response was. Can you narrow it down a little bit? Because there are a lot of really terrible people in this fandom. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately. I mean, for the most part, we're trying to be better and hold people accountable. And that's good except for again when they're crazy fan fandom are like they can do no wrong and you're like why do you care about this one person so much that you don't even know but yeah i i got i got in trouble because apparently i apparently don't know what indie means apparently and the internet thought that it'd be a good idea to to educate me on the idea of like, oh, you don't know what indie means. Indie means this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but a person with like a million followers on Twitter is not indie. Okay. I don't, I don't care what you say. Like they're not, no. they're not indie. They're part of the mainstream. And I'm sorry you can't accept that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of that comes into the like, okay, at what point do we go? Okay. This person's like indie versus they're like, professional i guess that's not really a good because you can be indie and be professional absolutely but like yeah no i know what you mean though um yeah <laughs> depending on what medium they're doing to like would you call a vtuber indie i don't know <laughs> it's like they're friends with this big hollywood actor and they're apparently indie okay <laughs> okay <laughs> like i apparently don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, sometimes with that stuff, it's just not worth it. Not worth arguing over. It's like, oh, well, they they only work together because they're friends. So that person didn't get paid. (laughs) That's how how networking works. You work with your friends. Uh, Yeah. It's also nepotism some, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's like I, I love how people think that just because someone is friends with someone that that uh, they don't get paid for a project. That that that's how that works, right? <laughs> no, not at all. If oh well, okay. If they're if they work with somebody uh, that is their friend and they do not get paid for that project, that's not a very good friend. 
Like, you're still doing work, proper work. You should get paid. Like, yeah. Ah. And I just, I just love this world where you can be friends with actors, Hollywood actors, and just go up to them and say, hey, I got this project, and they'll do it for free. I love this world that you're talking about. Can, can I live in this world? Because <laughs> I got, I got right. a lot of projects that I want well, to, to have, like, Hollywood actors in. <laughs> well, and sometimes people will, will, uh, will do that with, like, <laughs> I, I see this occasionally on anime posts uh, where they're like, oh, man, like, I don't know, <laughs> Chainsaw Man. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should totally get this insert famous like film actor here to be a part of this dub. And I'm like, no way would they ever do that. Like we, they don't have the budget to pay whatever rates that this person would have. And also, do you think this person is actually going to like want to do this? Like, no, (laughs) like uh, nice concept, but like there's, there's an actress named uh, Ryan Reynolds. But who's an anime actress. Uh, and every time she gets cast in something and they make an announcement, people are like, Ryan Reynolds does anime? And you're like, no, <laughs> no, he does not. These are two totally different people. But then the people actually think that, like, it, there's a possibility that they could. Or, oh, again, they'll pitch actors for things that it's like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean because I, I, I remember finding out about Ryan Reynolds and I'm like, wait a minute, that can't be her name. Right. Like how did uh, she get away with that name? I mean, I went to high school with, with a Will Smith. He was definitely not the Will Smith that everybody knows. He was white AF, but like I went, I went to high school with Will Smith. And it's, I'm sure, of course, that's a lot more generic a name, but like that kind of thing, man, it cracks me up. And I even joked about like, what if I get like Ryan Reynolds on this show and just be like Ryan Reynolds, not that one (laughs) is the title. Right. You should. And then like ask her about like, so how was your, your time working on insert famous Ryan Reynolds movie here? Like, how was your time as a man? Now I can't think of anything that he's done. My brain's hard. How's your time in free guy? Yeah, that was a really great movie. How was your, you, you, you play Deadpool and it's a super iconic role. And she's just like, shut the, shut the hell up. No, there was, there was an actor. She probably gets that all the time. I'm sure. <laughs> There was an actor uh, named Samuel Drake, and if you're an Uncharted fan, you know that that's the character's name from um, from the fourth Uncharted game. Mm-hmm. So trying to find, trying to do a Google search for like Sam Drake uh, voice actor, the first result is obviously Troy Baker because he played Sam Drake in Uncharted Four, and I'm like, no, I want the actor, not the right. character. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah there's stuff like that that happens all the time uh i can't think of like a specific example but i know there have been times where i'm like i want to search this thing uh i mean heck even with my like one piece thing i have to clarify sometimes that it's like no this is the anime one piece this is not like a one piece swimsuit thank you like especially with the new anime series where i'm like oh hey we're dubbing this show okay well that's cool what's this show about and it has like a really similar name to something that is completely different and i'm like oh okay i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find any info on this 
because it's like oh this is the same name as a famous like european novel or something like oh Uh, yeah, good luck finding, uh, what was it? I remember getting confused between, what was it? Mon monster Girls and Ever and Monster Girl Doctor. Like those, oh, are, those get confused a lot and it's like, ah. <laughs> I don't even know what those are, but like, and my first thought is like Monster Prom and that's probably a completely different thing than those two other things. Uh, or Monster High, that's a different thing. Monster High and Monster Prom are not at all related, but they're both fun in their own ways. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then there's interviews with Monster Girls. And, like, you know, hmm, man, so many potentials for mis mishaps. Yeah, that's why it's like, oh, you got to find the Japanese title, but I don't know the Japanese title. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's. That's difficult. If you're lucky, the Wikipedia will pop up and it'll be like, Isekai no Kanata wa sugoi desu. And I'm like, oh, cool. I guess I'll look up that. And it's even more confusing when, when an anime has the word Isekai in it, but the, t the English title doesn't have it. And I'm like, okay, but why though? <laughs> I mean, okay, they've started doing that more, but they're just like, okay, we're giving up and we're just calling an isekai. Everybody everybody who watches anime, for the most part, knows what that means. If you're, if you're going to like this show, probably you already know what an isekai is. But half the time, it's like just another world. Like, in another world with my smartphone. Uh, you know, parallel world pharmacy. Uh, like, I don't know. There are a lot. But now it's just... <laughs> saw something recently that I guess I guess is about to start airing that was something like uh my typical isekai life or something like that and I'm like wow it's just straight up called that now that's kind of great I feel like isekai is so overdone at this point that now people are straight up making jokes out of them like we're not trying to make serious isekai anymore I mean they are but there are a lot of new ones that are like making fun of the genre as a whole which is kind of great but also, we're getting a little inundated with a lot of those. And they start feeling really generic. And it's kind of sad. Because I kind of like isekais. If they're done well. But so many of them aren't. I haven't and seen again, a good And again, it's isekai. becoming really generic now. So it's sad. Like, I, I have yet to see a good isekai, isekai series. I'm sorry. Uh, hmm. I mean, I enjoy ReZero. Uh, but I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, or, 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 uh, and it's a bit crass and has some problematic stuff, but it's still fun. Um, oh gosh, the, the one with the chick named Darkness and then the chick who explodes stuff. Um, and then the main dude who's just kind of an arse. Um, that one's fun, but it's like definitely more comedy based. Uh, you know. But then there are a whole lot of really generic ones. Or or uh, one that I really love that I know... This is one of those... I Very few people probably even remember this show. but And I wasn't in it or anything. I just liked it because it was soft, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, it was uh, Death March to the Parallel World. And the main dude in that one... like. For one, he starts off and he's like a 30-year-old business person, which I guess is becoming more common for Isekai. And he gets reincarnated into like a video game world, sort of. And he like is in a younger body. And of course, all these chicks are like into him. 
but because he's still a 30 year old man he's like hmm yeah okay and, and ignores all these girls and like the only girl he ever really shows an interest in in this show is like the mother of another character who's like an innkeeper he's like now that's an attractive woman I'm like, <laughs> but he's also just like super kind of laid back and chill he's like i don't really feel like defeat like i'm not gonna I don't need valor or glory. I just want to become a merchant. And it's very kind of chill. And the end song is is very sort of folk songy sounding. It reminds me of like Ren Fairs and things. And I really like it. I'm like, this show doesn't have much of a plot. It's not a big epic story. And it's definitely full of tropes like a lot of other shows are. But it's it's soft. It's 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 just nice. It's just nice and I like it and probably very few people actually watched it but uh, that's an isekai I like but I don't know that if I can re- recommend it to a lot of people oh but there are a lot more like they're starting to do like girl-led isekais and those tend to be more fun like my life as a villainous hilarious that show is so funny because the main character is dumb and it's a harem show it's a reverse harem but like she has no clue that anybody's into her and she's not particularly into anybody. And I don't know, it's kind of great. Or Ascendance of a Bookworm is fun too. That one is a harem of a different sense and that the main character is again, like a 30 year old woman, uh, but she is, she's in the body of a little girl. Um, So she does attract a bunch of guys, but not in the typical way. It's like a harem of dads. She has all these like adult men who are like, oh, this child, this dumb child. I need to protect this kid because they're getting way in over their head. So it's like all of these dudes who are like, basically, it's a, a dad harem. It's great. I love it. I love it. Nothing sexual about it. It's just harem of dads. Great. <laughs> Give me more of that. So those I, are fun. I think harem shows can be really done done well if they're just like really stupid. Yes. Like if they're really, really dumb or if they're just... Just I don't know. It's because I feel like you can do that if if the show is really dumb and takes itself way too seriously, and I'm just laughing at how dumb it is. Then, I, then I'll find enjoyment out of it. But if it's oh, there's <laughs> another there's another show, not an isekai at all. That's a like a reverse harem show, and I forget what it's called. But it's about like a it's it's like short episodes too. I think they're only like five to ten minutes, but. It's about some girl who dresses up as a boy uh, because she's taking the place of her twin brother who keeps getting beat up at school, but she's, like, super badass, and it's this, like, school full of delinquents. (laughs) And this show, like, it has, like, office-style interviews randomly in the episodes for no reason, and it pretends to take itself seriously, but it's such a silly concept, and it's so kind of over-the-top about it that like because they're like yeah okay so i gotta fight to be the leader of all of the freshmen and you're like okay (laughs) it's so dumb but i i enjoy it because it's i feel well what is it it's like kenko told me something i don't remember but it it, man and i'm it's probably also based on a video game i'm sure but it's dumb and I don't know if it's supposed to be serious, but I enjoy it as a comedy because uh, it's silly. And again, the random office style interviews in the middle of it where she's like, so this is what happened this time. And I thought it was going to be like this, but then it turned out to be this thing. And you're like, wow, this is bad, but I love it because it's bad. 
those are the best shows where you're just watching something because you know it's terrible but you're just yes. like i don't care <laughs> man i went and watched dragon ball evolution several years ago because i always wanted to see it because i heard it was atrocious and boy was it but like it's so bad that it, it isn't it is enjoyable because it's like wow you really tried to make an actual thing and you failed so spectacularly but like you put your heart and soul into this and it's bad but like it's funny bad and it's fun to make fun of it like i do find I just, it funny that um what was it the guy who played piccolo ended up voicing the green guy from dragon ball super he did yeah <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> like that's the... delightful that's probably really fun for that actor like <laughs> This dumb thing. Uh, of course, he had I to did. do it under a pseudonym, but you know, still. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I mean, there are probably a lot more actors with pseudonyms out there than people realize. But also, if you're used to somebody's voice and you hear them in something, and you're like, "That's absolutely this person," but it says that there's somebody else. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll keep this 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 uh the pseudonym going. All right. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. That's why I love it whenever Ver Veronica Taylor comes back for Iki Tosin because she's always credited under a pseudonym, and I'm like, yeah, no, you're not fooling anybody, Veronica. <laughs> but she's got, yeah, she's and she's got a distinct voice. Like it's Ash Ketchum. I wonder why. I wonder why she would for. Oh, is wait, I don't know Iki Tosin all that well. Is that more of like a? It's it's the fan service one where you know. Ah, okay, I figured. I figured. <laughs> anyway. I looking at the time and I got to get going. So before, before we wrap this up, uh, can you yes. give us an update on what you're currently working on and, and where can people find you online? Um, yeah. Um, so I am, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I don't ever really post stuff on there, uh, but it's the same um, handle as my Twitter, which is <laughs> at Marianne D Hobbit, because of course it is. Cause I, I told you I like Lord of the Rings way too much. Um, uh, currently I am on, um, I'm working on a couple of shows, uh, episode five of season two of Shadow's House just came out and I voice Liddy and Lydia. Um, they're a lot of fun. They're kind of sharp toned and, and mean, and that's fun to play always. Um, anytime new One Piece episodes drop, I'm in the background in so much of those. So that's fun to do. Uh, if you play the video game Smite. Um, I voice a couple of skins in that. I am um, Lilac Bloom Hera and also uh, it Bone Chiller Scotties. Yeah, that's that's what they called that one. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, lesser non-anime related stuff. Uh, there's a group on YouTube called Arcade Cloud and they post fun little like um, like video game kind of Flash animation e parody things, uh, and I'm a part of quite a few of those. They have a Fortnite one, there's a Roblox one, uh, there's Minecraft ones. Um, not anime, but you know, still amusing in its own right. Um, but but yeah, and then you know, just watch all the current dubs, and you never know, you might hear a, you might hear a Marianne somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's me. Thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a lot of fun. And if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Next time I book something, if I book something big, I'll be like, okay, get her back on. She did a thing. <laughs> Lol. 
All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.